All right, all right, man. Welcome back here to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Of course, it's just you know it's the normal the normal gang right here. You got me, uh, Easy Money Sanders, of course, and I got my boy here, Coach Duke Duke Pre on the bit in his mother. Where you at, bro? Right here, man. What's going on? What's going on, man? Man, bro, just. Chilling, bro. Been reflecting, thinking about uh, thinking about what went down on Sunday, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, definitely was unexpected. I can say that much. Definitely, bro. I mean, man, we just home. Yeah, we gonna get right into it with that one, bro. So of course, I mean, man, the, the game of the year, the matchup, everybody was waiting for. Um, a lot of people. Well, I'm not gonna say a lot of people, but you know, quite a few people kind of, you know, predicted that this would be the two teams that was gonna meet up in the Super Bowl. And it ended up being that between the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And man, just surprisingly and shockingly and in dominant fashion, uh, Tampa Bay gets their second ever uh, Lombardi trophy with a I mean, uh, just a dominant, bro. Thirty-one to nine victory over the defending champs, and I mean, it, it's a lot to dissect in this game, bro. Um, that we, you know, we talked about in our group chat that we might have talked about with other individuals, people at our jobs, <laughs> everything, bro. But like, what I guess, what just stood out to you? What were some points where it was just like? I can't believe this is really happening. And and at one point, at what point when you were like, all right, this game is over. When Patrick Mahomes was running for his life on the first and second and third drive, that's when I knew it was a wrap. I said this before and I said it during the game why one excuse me where was the help Andy Reid Eric B and me why was there no adjustment made you didn't give your tackles any help The the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay rushed four all game and got to and got pressure all game with four. You didn't you chipped a couple times. You didn't leave a back end in protection. You didn't leave a tight end in to protect. You did none of this. You did not help out your tackles at all. When you were missing your two starting tackles, you didn't help them out at all. You had backups in and didn't help them, didn't give them any type of help. And <clears throat> run the ball. Even though Tampa Bay's defensive line, front seven, they stopped the run. And they stopped the run. They're the best in the league at stopping the run. They were number one in rush defense. You still have to find a way to slow down that pass rush by running the football. When they came out in the second half and were running the ball, they were having success. They had success, and then they went away from it. 
they just stopped. I don't understand. I don't understand it. They like people were talking. About, oh well, you know, guys drop passes and this, that, and the third, and that's cool. And they they did, and that we know that. But you still have to find a run game. The Chiefs were too. I, I said it. I said it earlier in the season on this podcast. I said it. A lot of people give the Chiefs an out. Oh, they're bored. They this, they that. Y'all, y'all, when they had all these close wins to all these teams, oh, they just bored. They could turn it on, whatever, and yada, yada, yada. The Chiefs are too one-dimensional. I'm going to go ahead and say it. They're one-dimensional. And if you can get pressure to Pat Mahomes, if you can get pressure, if you can get home and get him off, get him off of his set, you have a chance to win the game because they're not going to try to run the football. Kyle was was averaging seven yards a carry. And yet they still did not feed that man the football. The game just boiled down to the line of scrimmage on both on offense and on defense. The line of, they just, the, the Tampa Bay just did whatever they wanted up front on both sides of the ball. And that was the difference in the game, man. The Chiefs did nothing on offense to get to to get Tampa Bay out of that too high shell because they was you're not going to beat us deep. We playing too high safeties. They did nothing nothing for Tampa Bay to get out of that too high, and they were them to still rush four and drop seven in coverage. And then on the offensive side of the ball, I said this before the game, and saying that you can vouch for me. I said you have to stop the run. You cannot let this offense for Tampa Bay be balanced. If they are able to be balanced and run the football, this is going to get ugly because that's when this offense is most potent. And when they got the run game going, it's a wrap because now you're worrying about play action and this and that, and now they're taking the deep shots. And then you turn around, and on first and second down, they're running the ball two runs, and it's a first down. And it's a pay, play action back behind the linebackers. It was too much, man. The 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 trenches on both sides of the ball for Tampa Bay is what won the game, but the Chiefs being a little boneheaded and headstrong and not making any true adjustments, I believe is what cost them that football game. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's 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 kind of it's the the same the same story, bro. I mean, and I also talked about how it's is. I think people kind of notice like there's no point of blitzing uh, Patrick Mahomes if you can get there and just rush four and get him with four. You'll be fine. Now, granted, everybody doesn't have a front four and a front seven like Tampa Bay. So, before we get out here and say there's a blueprint to to do this and to do that, it, I, you can call it that. But if you don't have the personnel for it, don't try to do it. But I mean, they they just basically said we're not gonna let you run around here and just run these shot plays, these deep plays, and try to get us there. You're gonna have to earn everything that you get. And even still, they made it hard for them boys. I mean, even still. 
and it's just like on the previous episode before, like some of the things that we mentioned that we said that each team needed to do or not to do. And it's like they did the complete opposite. <laughs> like we mentioned about how getting, you know, getting Clyde, it was hilarious involved in the passing game and in the running game. And it was it, at some point, I mean, it was somewhat working. Like you said, bro, he was averaging seven yards a clip rushing. I mean, why stray away from that? Because if you was to tell me that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was getting seven yards a clip against that Tampa Bay front front four, front seven, I'm taking that. Go ahead and continue to try to run the ball. But we all know Andy Reid has a neck and a and a, a past history of abandoning the run. He 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 can get very pass happy, and I mean. It showed. And then just like what you said about, about the run game, I mean, or look how balanced, like you said, if they got if Tampa Bay got balanced, it was a wrap. I mean, think about how balanced they were, bro. I mean, together combined from Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, they were 150 yards combined. So I mean, if you take away the totals from what Scotty Miller had and Tom Brady, if you add that in, that's hundred they had 145 yards rushing and then the 201 passing from Tom Brady. I mean <laughs> Can you get no balance in that, bro? Like, and like you said, once they did that, I mean, it was over. And I, I, I don't know what it was. Maybe exactly with Kansas City, I don't know if something was getting forced or they were trying something too hard. But man, some of the, I mean, Mahomes was making the plays that he could make, and you got to give him credit for that. But I don't like some of the some of the skill guys. I mean, like, they were just dropping passes that you normally don't see them drop. I mean, Travis Kelsey is a sure-handed receiver. I haven't really seen Tyreek Hill drop that many passes before. Guys are, like, slipping on every cut on, on the field and everything. I don't, it was it was just so eerily different about that Kansas City team on Sunday. And losing, not having your starting tackles definitely hurt, but... It's, it's like you said, at some point, the coaches have to make an adjustment here, and we have to be like, you know what, let's try to continue to run this ball. And, you know, instead of sending everybody out, instead of running these empties, let's let's get two backs in or two tight ends in or or, or something. Like let's let's chip on like let's chip on these um uh, let's chip on these defenders. Like let's do something. Cause I mean, I mean, man, Shaq Barrett and Dominic and Sue. We're back there wreaking havoc. <laughs> I mean, Devin White was all over the field. Like, dude, there is a problem. <laughs> a whole problem. Yeah, he's gone. He's gonna wreck stuff for a long time. He's gonna wreck a lot of yeah. He's he's I hate that he's in our division. Yeah. Because he's going to be a problem for some years, and I, I I don't I don't know, man. And it's just a, a, a lot of things was just so off about Kansas City, and I don't know if I don't know if you know the travel had something to do with it or anything. Because the fact that they couldn't get down, they weren't allowed to get down to Tampa until the day before. I don't know that that, that could have had something to do with it, but no excuses. You know, they're professionals. 
they should be able to get it done. You know, everything is different. Everything has been different this past year anyway. Um, but another thing I want to bring up uh, that a lot of people had an issue with, even even a couple of NFL players itself, as I seen them tweeting during the game, was some of the penalties that were being called. Um, <laughs> a, a couple in particular that kept uh, one drive, I know for sure, for Tampa Bay, a lot uh, kept their drive going. Uh, a couple of those holdings and pass interference calls that were being called. Um, I think I already know your answer when I asked you this. So the, the two that caught my attention, of course, was the holding call that was called on um, on Ward um, that I think that prevented the Tyron Matthew interception. And then the pass interference or holding, I can't remember which one it was, but the pass interference or holding call that was on Matthew against Mike Evans when the ball was like going to the stands. <laughs> when when those when those type of calls happen and then that ends up going in, you know, going in the offense's favor and they convert them into touchdowns because I think at one point that was gonna it was gonna be a field goal and it was gonna be ten six instead of fourteen to six or however it was. But obviously we we probably think that those weren't those were not the correct calls, but how did you feel about the calls being made in that first half of the game? Do you feel like that took some of the some of the like just the oomph out of the game and how how Kansas City might have felt and everything like that because I mean ten six or seventeen to six feels way better than twenty one to six. So what what did you think about that with some of the calls that's being made, particularly in the first half? Yeah, no nah, man, there um <clears throat> there was definitely some ticky tack calls, man. Like the the. The one that they called on Ward, that holding on Ward on that hitch, if that that is normal, that that's normal DB receiver play. Like there was nothing there to warrant a holding call. Like he he didn't hold him. He didn't hold Mike Evans. And I had to like tell somebody, you know, he was like, man, the ball got tipped. The ball got tipped. They shouldn't call him. Like they call hold. They didn't call PI. They call holding. If they call PI, then it don't matter. It, it'll be picked up. But since they call holding, it negates it. It shouldn't have been the holding call regardless. Um, you had the one in the end zone, the Mike Evans. You had the PI on Tyron Matthew. T- Mike Evans wasn't going to catch that one. Tom Brady threw that out the back of the end zone. Um, there, there were there were some a lot of questionable calls, man. There was there were some questionable calls um, in that first half that really. I mean, you're talking about uh, the the drive with the the drive where Tyron got the pick and it got called back with the holding penalty. New England scored a touchdown on that drive. That might have been the same drive with the PI in the end zone. Um, Chris Jones hurt him with that that personal foul, that personal foul penalty that that turned into a New England touchdown. Um, so the penalties in that first half for Kansas City definitely, definitely hurt them. Um, but some of those, some of those 
penalties, man, were, they were they were they were questionable for sure. That holding should have been called, and that PI definitely shouldn't have been called. So, um, yeah, they didn't do Kansas City any favors with those, with those, but I mean, Kansas City had also they had their opportunities to to make some things happen, um, and they, they just didn't. But yeah, the officiating was was not a a highlight of the Super Bowl on Sunday. It definitely was not a highlight. Yeah, that I don't know. It, it, it was it was bad, man. I mean, I seen guy I seen guys like Jalen Ramsey mention mention about it. Uh, I want to say Jeffrey Simmons uh, mentioned about it. Just kind of like you know, man, it's the last game of the year. It's the Super Bowl. Like, bro, let these guys play. Like, and I, I think to a certain extent they were not letting they were not letting these guys play. like. It, it, like both both sides, they were just not letting some of these guys play for some of the calls that were being made. Now, granted, I will say this: we talk about the holding call and the PI call. Um, some of the some of the penalties and and the flags that the Chiefs got were kind of like I don't want to say boneheaded, but you know, kind of self inflicting. Oh yeah, and, you know that hurt. So the the field goal that would have made it, I think just 10 to 6 or maybe 17 to 6. I, don't, I can't remember exactly what was the score at that point. The McCole Hartman being offsides, and it was fourth and five. So you gave them the first down to keep that drive going. They turned it into a touchdown. I mean, that one, I mean, that one was big. I mean, just at that point, they're just pretty much like just self-imploding themselves there for, for some odd reason. I mean, holding calls and – Man, everything and it was I don't know. It was just it, it was it was a very choppy, definitely first half for sure. Especially that stretch where it was just like, all right, they're just calling stuff, and and it it doesn't help. You know, I don't want to. I'm not the one to try to like make up these stories or give like conspiracy theories, but man, it just don't look good when the home team is actually playing in their home stadium. And if it it almost feels like they're getting home calls. Like they're getting calls like just because they there in Tampa. And I yeah. and I bet I know that's how I know that's how the Chiefs was probably feeling at some point. Like, bro, they are getting these calls because they're here in Tampa. Like if this was us and the Packers, I don't think this would have been the, who what kind of would them calls would still be happening like or if we were in Another city <laughs> with these calls be happening. Like I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they sound like, man, I'm not understanding like what's going on and how this is being called like this. Um, but the, the, I mean, the penalties killed them. They they had almost a hundred yards penalty wise in the first half. I think. Oh yeah, it, it was bad. I mean, it was bad. And I mean, when you when you're getting penalties, man. Shooting yourself in the foot, it's hard to beat a team. And I know one thing I also mentioned from the last episode was Kansas City defense needed to get pressure on Tom Brady. And they didn't do that at all. They got like one sack. His He had a clean pocket. And it's like he didn't even do that. He didn't even damage them like that. But just the fact that he had a clean pocket and then at the end, the fact that they could run the ball. Up and down on the field on them like they did. Once 
it, it's funny. We were in a group chat, and once we and once you saw the run game get going, you you mentioned me in the chat and was like, "Hey, they doing it? <laughs> yep, they doing it. it." You were like, "This is not come. good. This is not good." Here it comes. It was like, "This is not good," and I'm just like, I'm just looking like, dude. They letting they letting Rojo get going. They letting Fournette get going. I mean, outside from that one goal line stand that they had, I mean, Kansas City, Kansas City couldn't stop the run at all. They really couldn't stop it at all. Um, man, and then mo- moving on and talking about, I guess you know the play of the quarterbacks. Um, like I said Brady's numbers weren't eye popping, but Man, just talk about just talk about the effort that Patrick Mahomes gave out there on, on the field. Like you, man, he was really trying to will his team, bro, to 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 do something on a on a hurt toe. Yeah, he he gave it all. He 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 played, man. I mean, he played as 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 good as he could could have. They were well. Hold on. Okay, no, let me stop. He definitely did his part in trying to win that football game. He did not play a great game. He didn't. But when you're hitting receivers in the hands and hitting them in the face mask and things like that, it's kind of hard to get mad at your QB. Um, When you're running for your life and making making diving passes and everything like that, it's kind of hard to get mad at your quarterback. Now he does he have to play better? Yes, he does. But there are also other things um that he could have done, probably should have done, tried to do, um that could have helped, you know, alleviate some of the some of the bleeding that was going on um with that offense. But mm-hmm. like I said, when when you're when you're hitting receivers in the in the hands and in the face mask with ball, with with footballs, I don't know what else you want the man to do. He's back there running for his life all game. I mean, the story, like, it's, I mean, this, and I know we'll, we'll, we'll get into it, but just, this is not, I, if anything for me, this game is on Eric B. Enemy and Andy Reid to me. I put the loss on them, on them, on them too. Because you knew what you were going into. You knew going into the game what you were up against. You knew the circumstances. You knew that you were missing key starters on your on your offensive line. You knew what was going on, and you yet still did not help them out. And expected Mahomes to just be Superman and get you guys out of a gym and everything like that. They kept playing for the big shot, kept playing for the home run, and it, it was never there because they stayed in too deep. They weren't letting anybody get behind them. So Patrick Mahomes played. He he didn't play great, but he he wasn't terrible either. But this is that's on this, that's super, that's on B enemy and and Andy Reid. At, bro, at what point should they been like, okay, scratch the first 15 or whatever we were trying to do. 
our our quarterback is running for his life just about every time he backs up. This is the most pressure he's probably ever faced in a, a long time, probably since he was at Texas Tech, maybe. Um, <laughs> at one at what point should Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy should have been like, all right, we need to just switch this out and 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 change our game plan. And let's just try to protect our quarterback as best as we can. At what point? Yeah. After the second drive, after the third drive, when he's back there <laughs> taking off as soon as he get like he couldn't even get to his the thing is you you your first option or your second option. He, he had time to look at Tyreek, look to Travis. And then that's it. Whoever his first read was, then whoever his second, and maybe not even that. When she got to his second read in the progression, that was it. He was taken off. He didn't have time to do four reads because by the time he got to his second, his second option, he's taken off. He's taken off running. He's scrambling. Like, I see it, and I'm watching on TV, so I know you... Them sitting there at the game, standing there saying, I know they see it. I know they do. But it's, this is what we do. This is how we got here. So we're going to keep, we're going to, we just going to keep trying to do what we do. we just going to keep looking for the big play, looking for the big play. And it was never there. Never there. Couldn't get, couldn't stay on the field on third downs. When you drove, they, I mean, to hold this, this offense didn't score a touchdown. Like they didn't score a touchdown. That's big. Th- does that even sound right? I would, bruh. I was sitting there like, bruh. I was sitting there like they gonna at least get one touchdown. If you, if you was to sit <laughs> here, if you was to sit here and tell me. Tell me, would you would you bet on would you bet on the Chiefs not scoring a touchdown offensively, or like I don't even know what's another like if you if you told me the Chiefs aren't scoring a touchdown in the Super Bowl, or Tampa is going to score a defensive touchdown. I'm taking Tampa to score a defensive touchdown because I'm like, there's no way they're keeping them out the end zone. There's yeah, no I'd have been, been like, I'd have been like, you're you're crazy. There's no way that who's not scoring who, who's not scoring an offensive touchdown. Tariq Hill, Travis Kelsey, and them. You, oh okay, yeah, I will take that bet all day. Yeah, now nah, I lost all my money. Like they had like this defense. As presently constructed, you know, who knows if they're going to be able to keep everybody together. I know Barry, he's a free agent and everything and all that type of stuff. You know, you got guys that got to get signed and everything. But that defense is no joke, man. And that them linebackers, them linebackers are different. Levante David and Devin White, those, those two dudes. Man. Those two dudes in the middle, man. I tell you they, what, they just they just wreaked havoc all game. They just wreaked havoc all game, and 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 Kansas City didn't have an answer for it. 
at all. At all, bro. They they did not. Right. <laughs> Man, I'm out here. I'm out here kind of scrolling through on Twitter, bro, and I just saw the funniest tweet ever. It says the NFL has just announced that all future Super Bowls will be played in Dallas to ensure no team will ever get home field advantage again. Boy. <laughs> Boy. No comment. Oh, man. Oh, my God. But anyway, <laughs> so, of course, with the result of how this game went, went um, that man, that myth, that legend, um, Tom Brady, gets ring number seven. He has <laughs> more rings by himself than all other franchises in the league. That is that is mind-boggling. But of course, with that happening, the whole this all week now, and probably for forever now, there's been this whole uh there's been this whole goat goat debate between Tom Brady and Michael Jordan and whoever else you want to throw in there. You know, they some people have thrown Serena Williams in there and isn't, you know, Tyre Woods, whoever. Like is Tom is Tom Brady like the true like goat? Okay. Let me let's let's put out let's not put out the individuals who play individual sports. So the ones who play team sports. So that's Brady, Jordan, and I guess if you know the the super super old timers, they they gonna probably want to say what about Bill Russell and all these other guys or whatever who you know that's like legends within the team sports. It's like is Brady the goat of all goats when it comes to the team sports? I don't I don't want I don't want to say that he's the goat of all goats, but right. If there was a route of Mount Rushmore, he owned it. Mm. He's on it. It the man has seven Super Bowl rings. And he won his seventh one at 43 years of age against a dude in an offense. Well, an offense that is Duh, probably the best offense of the modern era to this date. The 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 young phenom at quarterback, weapons all over the field, tight end, receivers, running back. And you went and beat them handily at age 43. Now, once again, granted, the defense is... is there's a big reason why Tampa Bay won this. This is not the Tom Brady when they played the Eagles throwing for 500 yards and everything. This is not that. Mm-hmm. He threw for 200, I think, I believe, like 201 yards. Yeah, 201. Yeah, yeah, 201 yards. So this is not that. This is not that Tom Brady. But regardless, at 43, he beat the now best quarterback in the league. Who's a up and I mean just a young gun who has all the crazy arm talent and everything. 
And like I said, beat them handily in the Super Bowl. There's nothing else that needs to be like. I said on the show, but like the last show, I believe that regardless of a win or a loss, it really didn't do anything for his uh, legacy. A win will only just submit who he is. And I was telling everybody after the game, I was like, he's coming back. Like, I need people to realize. Like, he hasn't said it. Tom Brady is, is coming back. Like, what did what what reason would he have to retire? Exactly. Did he look old? Did he look off? Why wouldn't he come back? With the way they just play and the way they just beat the Chiefs, I would come back. Tom Brady will be back in the NFL again. He'll be back in Tampa Bay as the starting quarterback for the Buccaneers again. And trying to go for number eight. And it's dude is just a winner. That's the that's really the 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 only way like the only way I can put it. Like he's just a winner, man. I've seen him do things that it just doesn't make any sense. He just finds a way to win big games. He just finds a way to win big games. And he did it again the other day. Like, I just, I don't know. There's nothing more. To say. He, he, if, and I told you, Sanders, it would be if, 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 if the Chiefs were to lose, it would be hard for, for Pat Mahomes to catch him. And I say Pat Mahomes, I don't know if anybody's going to catch seven rings. No, I, I'll tell you now, bro. I'll go ahead and say it for you. Nobody will. No no one is catching it, bro. It's just, it's just, it's not happening, bro. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not going to happen. And, and, and think about, it's the ways that he's won them too, bro. Like, He's won them as a game manager. He's won them blowing people out. He's blowing one them coming back from like coming from behind. Like it, I, it's, oh man, there's there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing else you can say, man. Bruh, and you got and you got to think like he won them first three early in his career, mm-hmm. and literally went. I mean, bro, went. Went a ten year span before he even won another one, and played in two more. Played in two more during that ten year span, where if it wasn't for just two great catches by two different receivers, yeah, if it wasn't for the helmet catch with David Tyree and then the sideline toe tap with Mario Manningham, he might have none. He might have nine rings right now. I, like. <laughs> Who who does that in the NFL to have nine rings? He he. If it wasn't for that, he would have those those two. And it's just the fact of how he was just like you said, the game manager the first three times, the first three Super Bowls. He goes a whole ten years before they go in another one and gets three more in what it was four years. I believe so, yep. Or three and five years. 
Yeah, like three and five. 49, 51, 53. Yeah, three and five years. I mean, and went to four of went to four out of those five Super Bowls. <laughs> I mean, like the I mean the guy's just unbelievable, bro. I mean, love him or hate him. <laughs> you gotta respect that man. And if he if he doesn't have your respect, I can't respect you because I mean, granted, I I can't stand Tom Brady. I'll be the first to see <laughs> I can't stand. Like honestly, when he retires, I don't know when it's gonna be now at this point. <laughs> but whenever he finally retires, bro, I'm probably gonna cry tears of joy myself. It's 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 probably gonna be like how how the Eastern Conference felt when LeBron went to LA or when <laughs> when yeah. Jordan left those two years, like, oh my God, I really got a chance now. <laughs> like it's gonna feel like that. Like when he finally retires, like I'm gonna I'm probably gonna be like, is he really gone? Like I'm gonna have to ask, like, is he really gone or is he gonna come back? I don't know, but I mean like but I can't do nothing but respect his game, bro. And I mean, it's just, brother, the work ethic, like, it's, it's. I mean, I, I can imagine, bro. It's the stuff that we don't see, for sure. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the motivation of him acting as if he's still that kid that got drafted in the sixth round. Yeah, that's trying to make the team still. And and I mean, this dude is a bona like bona fide, sure fire, like. The NFL ain't even got to wait six years. They 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 should do him an exception. The same year he retired, put him in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> like, dude, dude, they probably just. I mean, I mean, Brad Canton is waiting to make his gold jacket. Like, if he didn't have to wait six years, they probably would do him the next following year after he retired. Like, bro, it's like sure. I mean. Like when they get ready to say bring up his name in the round tables after he retires, it's just gonna be like, okay, who's next? Tom Brady. We ain't gotta have a discussion, y'all. Bet just get give him the call now. We ain't gotta wait till Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> like give him the call now. Like where it's gonna be a the definition of a shoe in for like the Hall you of Fame. Know. It's just I don't know, man. It's just amazing to do this at his age of forty three. Like to to play. 21 years and to do it to win Super Bowls now in three different decades. This man the one in the 2000s, the 2010s, and now in the 2020s. Yep. Yep. Bruh, no, no one is gonna ever do that, bro. I don't I don't I don't care. I don't care if when, when Arch Manning gets to the league, he ain't catching Tom Brady, bro. No one is catching this man in the NFL. We no one, bro. No one has repeated since his squad did it back in two thousand three, two thousand four. How in how in the hell does anybody think they're gonna get seven rings by themselves as an individual? That's not gonna happen. We got, I mean, it's bro. Think about it, bro. It's guys who been to one Super Bowl, whether they won or lost, and ain't been back. And this man got seven. <laughs> I mean, hands down, bro, undisputed, definitely one of the greatest, bro. 
Um, yeah, he's in the class of his own. Yeah, I mean a whole whole class of his own. But then on the on the other side of that, um, with Patrick Mahomes, of course, dealing with the injury that he had with with his toe, and come to find out, was it was it plantar 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 Did he have? Was it uh was it that? Uh, I don't I don't know. I saw I didn't I didn't read into it. Um, I saw something was saying it was like turf toe. He was dealing with it towards the end of this, at the end of the season, and obviously through the playoffs. Um, but I don't know exactly what it was. Yeah. Okay. Um. Whatever it was, I mean, I think the last thing I saw was he was going to have to have surgery for it, and then it was going to take a couple months or so to kind of for rehab and everything. Um. I hate to be that guy. But that five hundred million dollar contract starts to kick in, I think, next season. And he has an injury now, like a serious injury. I mean, the the kneecap was, I mean, that could be serious too. But this one, they're talking about surgery and rehab. Now, is this starting to be, i.e., Russell Wilson in Seattle? He'll like, be fine. Okay, <laughs> I think I think he'll be fine, man. I don't. I don't well, I don't not him as individual, but how about oh. the team? The team. I, I mean, like he'll be fine, but like now, are you talking about like, being able to pay everybody? That and like, will they be? Will they get back? Is this going to be like? Was this this was this the quick run or like are they going to still oh, be there? No, I I think they'll be back. I think they'll be back. Uh, obviously, we need to see. You still have, you know, we'll see what, what Baltimore does if they get Lamar Jackson some help. We'll see what's up with Buffalo. They need to become, you know, have a more consistent run game and be able to stop the run a little bit better. Um, we'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson. If they trade him and where they trade him to, if he gets traded to Miami, there, that's another team that you're looking at that's, that's tough. Um you can, I mean, the Titans, the the you know the Browns. These I'm talking about these playoff teams um, that are good teams have good defenses. Um, so it definitely won't be easy, depending on you know some of the moves that are made this off season. But I think the Chiefs, I mean, they'll be the favorites to get out of the AFC again, and rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, in the words of Ric Flair, man, in order to be the best, you got to beat the best. So, you know, the other teams are looking. They got they they still got to look up in the AFC and say, we got to. That's the team we got to beat. Um, you know, I just I just don't want them to end up. You know, just doing what most teams uh, who don't come out on top in the Super Bowl do end up like kind of just pressing and forcing everything so hard to just to get back and just kind of just let it flow. And then they end up not ever getting back and people are getting hurt and folks want their money. And now players are not agreeing with what the coaches are doing. And, you know, just, which was, you know, what happened in Seattle, because I mean, we, 
I mean, was the, the the first year they won it, we were like, yo, they gonna be here for a minute. Like the squad was young, like they had a young Russell Wilson and all all that stuff. And I mean, then of course, the following year, um, uh, they do the, the jackass play of of the century. Um, but we ain't gonna talk about that. Um, <laughs> and it just you know it's just been been downhill from there. And you know, I mean they they've been okay. They've been in the playoffs a few times. They won. Uh, a, a few more division titles, but you know, hadn't got back since then. So I don't know. I just, you know, this is something interesting for me that I wanted to look at and just trying to figure that out there for sure. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, bro. One, one last little question here that I'm going to do a wrap up with, or, you know, as we get done and how we think about uh, what transpired with the with Super Bowl Sunday and, and the game and everything. Um, it's just the coaching staff for uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, bro. Um, I mean, man, all three of their coordinators, Byron Lefwich, Ty Bowles, Keith Armstrong, all uh black coaches. Um, man, I mean I'm just gonna run down the whole staff, bro. Hell Harold Goodwin. Uh I think Antoine Randall is on their coaching staff, Mike Caldwell, um, which I think he was a former coach or part of the staff at uh, MTSU at one point. Uh, like I said, Antoine Antoine Randall L. Larry Foot. Um, man, they got two women, two women on their on their full time coaching staff, bro. Ty McNair. <clears throat> uh, I just mentioned that wanted to bring that up for you, bro, especially as you being, you know a young an uh, up and coming black coach, bruh. Seeing all of these um African American men and then and then of course just the diversity of having men and women on the coaching staff, uh how much of that in a way I guess uh motivates you or makes you feel proud that, you know, we are getting uh our just due here in the coaching ranks. It definitely encourages me, man. It to cause we we had the conversation before um, earlier, um, really early in, in the field season um, last year and the last calendar year, and it shows that we can coach. <laughs> it just shows we can coach football. It shows that we as black coaches are able to lead and help lead the team to a championship. And like you said, as as a young coach coming up in the ranks, that does show that there is, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Not only for myself, but for all the other coaches out there, African-American coaches out there. Um, it is, it, on the one hand, it sucks that the enemy couldn't get a job again. Um, but that was, I mean, that, that's, I, I mean, I said it, I said it on that, on that episode when you're making these deep playoff runs, 
teams can't get that second interview with you and everything because you're focused on trying to win the championship, so it makes it kind of tough. But to have Eric B. Enemy, Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich, um, I can't think of, I know you just named, I can't think of the, the special teams coordinator for Tampa, but that's another, he's another um, uh, black guy. Keith, Keith Armstrong. Yeah, Keith Armstrong. Four coordinators, African-American, coaching in the Super Bowl. That's that's just say something. And you got to give props and you got to thank Bruce Arians for for having that diversity on his staff. For having that diversity on his staff and bringing in bringing in the best football coaches at at, at a certain point I, it we want to be able and we speaking as black coaches we want to have the shot we want to be able to get a shot to be coordinators be head coaches and things of that nature but we also want to get to the point where the best guy gets the best man gets the job it doesn't have to be a thing of black or white the best man gets the job if i'm the better man then i get the job if not i hope it goes to somebody that's better than than me and i know okay i need to go and continue to work on my craft Instead of being the good old gentleman's club where guys get hired because they are they've been buddies for this long and did this and did that and all that type of stuff. So it just shows, man, that we are competent coaches. We can do this at a high level. And the way Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich, their game plan, that Super Bowl run, I don't be surprised if both of them, especially next year. Don't be surprised if both of them are are two guys or are guys up on that, high up on that list for potential head coaches. Like Todd Bowles probably earned him another head coaching job with that with that performance in the Super Bowl from that defense. And Byron Leftwich, he he'll he'll get another look. He'll get a look too. Not another look. He has been a head coach, but he'll get a look as well. So um Eric B enemy, he'll still be um how on that list as well. So it it that was a it was a good day for for black coaches everywhere, definitely. Bro, I was just about to ask you like, could you see one or both of them ended up getting being in position to be getting the head coaching job here in the near future, especially I mean, especially if they go on a little mini run or a, a possible maybe back to back on yeah, Once again, I know that's hard to do, but mm-hmm. no, nah, that I definitely could see both of them, both of them getting the, you know, so like I said, Todd Bowles and Todd Bowles was in, and Lord, don't let me make sure he was in Arizona as um, the head, the head guy. He was no, 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 no. He was, he was, uh, I think he was DC there. He he was he was head coach in New York with the Jets. Uh, yeah. See, I didn't want to think. I'm sorry. I'm I'm still triple G man. I'm sorry. Adam Gates yeah. got me all jacked up. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. So yeah, he was in. He was okay. He was the head guy in New York, and we, I give you know we we give a lot of you know we give a lot of crap to Adam Gates and everything, but that whole organization is just. 
it's just bad. So, um, but yeah, he was, I mean, he was with the Jets. He had his stint or whatever. It didn't work out, but like I said, he should get another shot. And Byron Leftwich, I to be honest, I didn't even know that Byron Leftwich was coaching until um this season when I found out that he had he was the OC down the temple. So um if yeah, if they can put together another another playoff run or something like that, both of them would definitely you you hear those names a lot about being head coaches somewhere. Yeah, definitely can see that, man. Big, big shouts out to them. Uh, once again, shout out to and congratulations to uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl champs for Super Bowl 55. Um, I think, uh, I think they had a parade or it was coming, I don't know, or whatever. But well, they, they had some type of boat, something earlier. Uh, I don't know, something like that. They would do yeah. something, yeah. Man, but big shouts out to them. Uh, big congratulations. And, uh, I mean, man, major congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs, too. I mean, like we mentioned before, it's hard to repeat. And the fact that they even got there a chance to de- to defend, rightfully defend uh, their Super Bowl title. And, I mean, you know, a couple of plays here and there. Who knows what the outcome would have been. But all in all, man, um, Terrific performance by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Before we go, uh, I just want to give a quick little, quick hit, quick, uh, I guess, quick hit, quick shout out or whatever to um, the 2021 Hall of Fame class for the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, this is a <laughs> this is this is a star studded man list. Uh, we got Alan Fanica, um, Best known for his his time at the with the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, offensive lineman, offensive guard, uh, man, nine time Pro Bowler, six time First Team All Pro. Um, I mean, only one of twelve guards in the league history to be first All Team Pro six or more times, and the other eleven are in the Hall of Fame. So it was it was only right <laughs> that you know he gets in there. Uh, Man, Calvin Johnson, Megatron. <laughs> Man, the Man. dog. I mean, dude, dude was 6'5", 237, running a 4'3". <laughs> Lord, I mean, I mean, ran like a deer. And then, and then watching the highlights of him just going up over two, three people. It's like, bro, like, bruh. it makes no sense. Bro, I mean... Man, uh, six-time Pro Bowl selection, led the league in receiving yards twice. Uh, man, in 2012, he was only 36 yards away from uh, finishing with 2,000 yards receiving mm-hmm. in the season. It would have been, man, if he would have did that, I don't think nobody would ever top that. Yeah. Um, I mean, man, just <laughs> so, I mean, so many moments with him, man. I That could be all day. Uh, John Lynch, of course, he with his his play uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who, who was a part of that team that had their first um, Lombardi Trophy there. Yep. Nine-time Pro Bowl selection, two-time first-team All-Pro. Um, man, just I mean, one of the pioneers for that that Tampa two defense. Man, it was it was Warren Sapp, Derrick Brooks, Rondé Barber, John Lynch. Like them guys are the the the, the stalwarts like 
they're the route Mount Rushmore of there with Tampa Bay, man, for for sure. Um, yeah, I can remember not liking John Lynch a lot <laughs> when he was in Tampa. Man, yeah, man, a hard man, one of the a a, a very hard hitting safety for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, man, one of the woo, man, one of the greatest to ever play, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of position. Uh, Peyton Manning. The sheriff dubbed that nickname by Coach Gruden because, man, yeah. Dude, man, five-time MVP, 14-time Pro Bowler, seven-time first-team All-Pro, uh, two Super Bowl rings, one with Indianapolis, one with Denver. I mean, at the time, led the was the career leader in passing touchdowns, passing yards. I mean, wins. <laughs> At one point, the the oh my god, the year he had in twenty thirteen with the Broncos, man, with those fifty five touchdowns and over fifty four hundred yards passing, I mean, man, dude was, I mean, just one of the best ever to play, man. I mean, it's he he's always in that conversation when you list, I guess you know, greatest quarterbacks or top five quarterbacks. His name is definitely always mentioned in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. I was always, I was a, I was more of a Peyton Manning guy uh, versus Tom Brady. You know, you had that split. Either you like Tom Brady or you like Peyton Manning. And I was always on the, on the side of Peyton Manning. Man, he's he's definitely one of the greatest, one of the uh, one of the greatest of all time, man. Um, so, big congratulations to the sheriff, man. It's crazy how much he. It's crazy how much he. How much winning and how many awards he won in the NFL, but didn't get didn't get the Heisman Trophy in college. Cause yeah. you know who that went to? The year he was in there. Oh yeah, I know. Charles Wilson. There it is. Another Hall of Famer. Man, I mean, goodness, rookie of the defensive rookie of the year in '98, defensive player of the year in 2009. Mm-hmm. I mean. The first player in NFL history to have at least 50 interceptions and 20 sacks. I mean, his 65 interceptions is top fifth all time. And, I mean, he, he's got one of the greatest stories or greatest careers that you can think about for for a player. I mean, his early time in Oakland and there and then dealing with injuries uh, to the point where <laughs> they were ready to let him go and then – ends up going to Green Bay and really didn't even want to be in Green Bay, but mm-hmm. they rejuvenate his career and he goes from playing corner to playing safety. That's what did it. I'm <laughs> that's what I did mean, it. man. That that's not easy to do. <laughs> yeah, they're not more times than not, you see a lot of the when when you have these great corners that are in the league and they kind of start getting up in age and they're not able to play um, they lose a little bit. They lose a step. The next transition is for them to move and play safety. And he, Charles Wilson moved and played safety with ease. He he did it with ease. He is the reason for the toke rule. Like, yeah, he on the wrong side of that. He on the wrong side of that. Because he made a play on the ball and basically I sent Oakland to the Super Bowl. But Charles Woodson, man, like I said, he, I mean, he was the 
the first defensive player to win the Heisman, if I'm not mistaken. Like, he, I mean, yeah, one of I the best. Nobody else has done it since then. Yeah. Yeah, no, y'all. Oh, yeah. No one has done it. You had some guys that come, like, Clowney came close a couple times. Uh, Dominican Sue came close. Um, but he was the only one to actually win it. So, <clears throat> to and to think of all the all the DBs, all the great DBs that played in college and, and in the pros, Charles Wilson, man, he's a uh, he's just different, man. Like you said, once he got to Green Bay, that that rejuvenated his career and basically helped. If he wasn't a Hall of Famer before he got to to Green Bay, his stint in Green Bay definitely carried him to Kenton. So, yes, sir, man. Uh, head coach Tom Flores. Man, four Super Bowl rings. Um, one of the, one of the, one of the, one of the more underrated coaches probably in the history of the NFL. He doesn't get talked about much, I guess, because yep. the thing is when you when you hear about the Oakland Raiders or yeah, when you hear about the Oakland Raiders or well, dang, I don't know if you can you still call them Oakland? Can I still call them Oakland? Yeah, you can call them Oakland because when yeah. he was there, it was Oakland. Yeah, it was, it was Oakland in Los Angeles when he was there. So. Mm-hmm. I guess I just at that time when you hear about the Raiders, man, you think about maybe all the different players and of course Al Davis. So uh, you know, he Flores doesn't probably get as much credit. Uh man, kinda long overdue for him. Uh then we got Bill Nunn, he was a scout personnel, uh, mainly for um the Steelers for a long time. Uh I mean he was a part of that role as far as them getting that 96 start as they had back in the 70s. Um, getting Lynn Swan, John Starworth, Jack Lambert, all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, especially finding them, finding those guys. And some of those guys, you know, were at HBCUs. So um, finding those guys that could play, that's, that's you know, that's big, which, you know, it's always going back to man. If you can ball, you can ball. If you can ball, you can ball. No matter what school you at, they'll find you. They will find you. And then no doubt. And then uh one more person on the list for the Hall of Fame class for 2021. Um, long overdue for him too. End up uh being in the in the senior class of it. Uh mm-hmm. the first number 88 for the Cowboys, Drew Pearson. Of course. Everybody knows he's famous for the 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 coin now normal play that's in all your Madden playbooks, all your your little league playbooks. <laughs> the Hail Mary. Um Hail Mary. Famous for that. <laughs> and probably now, I guess this generation of kids now probably would remember Drew Pearson's for him slick going off on the Philly crowd at the draft that year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was Cowboys. That was hilarious. <laughs> That was hilarious. If you haven't seen um, that, just look it up. Man, if you haven't seen it, just look, just just look it up. Man, yeah. I mean, now, now there were a couple of guys um, who I guess didn't get. I don't know if I can call them snub, but you know, I guess a couple of guys that that's probably going to be Hall of Famers that didn't get it uh, this year. I think the first person that come to my mind is Zach Thomas. Um, yeah. He was he was a baller, but I mean, it, yeah, that it, linebacker it, spot. It, it, it happens, man. I mean, sometimes you just gotta 
Sometimes you just have to wait in line and wait your turn, man. But, I mean, he'll definitely get in. It's not like none of these guys here are questionable, bro. And that's the thing about this, the, these group of Hall of Famers that we're getting into, especially with the modern era. This is like the guys that we watched when we were kids. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's, you know, I remember it's kind of like watching the Hall of Fame class come in. It's like uh, in, in the younger adolescent days, it was kind of like, okay, I mean, I know of this guy, but I have to do my my research on him. Yeah. The guys that we're seeing coming in now for these past, you know, two or three years now or even longer, um, it's like we've grown. We grew up watching these guys play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we yeah. were saying we wanted to be like these guys. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's crazy, man. But big shout-out to the uh, – 2021 Hall of Fame class. I I don't know if they're gonna do a ceremony or not for them. You know, oh, hope COVID, so, man. COVID, you know, but I I hope they do. Um, if they do, let they need to let me know something. I'm not. Too oh yeah, yeah, you, you up there? Yeah, you up oh, there? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, let me know something. I might have to slide down there. <laughs> There's a high school. I don't, I don't know. Obviously, if if you're not from up here, you wouldn't know it. There's a high school that plays at the Hall of Fame is literally connected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Wow. Like, a high school plays their games, their home games, at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That is insane to to play there, be right there. Like, that that was when I, yeah, I had to go scout a game up there. That was insane. I was like, this this is, that's too, that's too dope. That is too dope. Yeah. That's that's seriously dope, bro. Man. So, bro, we 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 coming to it the, the end of football season. Oh, kind of bittersweet. I mean, well, I, I, I guess I heard the FCS schools are supposed to be still playing in the spring, some of them. Yeah. So I guess I guess that gives us something yeah. to, to I kind of have mix, mixed mixed emotions about that one, man. I'm yeah. To you. But we can get into that at another date. Yeah. Uh, man. I mean, the, the NBA is heating up. I think the, mm-hmm. I don't know how soon the trade deadline is coming, but it's coming. Uh, it's look like there's going to be an All Star game to be played. Uh, some some of the guys is feeling it. Some of the guys ain't. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just interesting to see, man. Uh, but. Definitely still going to be a lot of great content coming, a lot of episodes here coming soon, uh, definitely with the Easy Money Sports Podcast, man. So, you know, we get into the time, time of the episode, bro. You know you know what it is. Go ahead, bro. It's time for the remarks. Anything you got to say? Shout outs? Always shout out to the big man upstairs, um, the Lord, for watching over, watching over myself, allowing us to come to another uh, conclusion of a, another episode. Um, I always shout out to my friends and family everywhere. Um, just continue to stay. Say this all the time. Continue to stay safe. Wear your mask. Feeling the pandemic, so let's act like it. Let's do what we can to um, to speed this process along. To, you know, where we can get back to some level of normalcy here. Um, just continue to um, 
chase, you know, seek your purpose, you know, seeking your purpose, chase your purpose. Once you find it, do whatever you can to um, fulfill that. Um, and it was something I was getting ready to say, man. And I just, I just lost it. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, tell your friends and your loved ones that you love them, you know, stay in contact with them and everything like that. And, uh, charge your phones. And that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. Oh, man. Hey, nah, for real. Charge it, man. Get having that phone charge is very important. You never know. You never know. Trust me. I never. know all too well. Man. Charge your phones. Nah, for real. You never know. <laughs> man. Uh, but of course, man, yeah, shout out to the big man upstairs for sure. Um, for allowing us to do this once again. Um, man, bro, shouts out to you for sure, taking the time out of, you know, your busy schedule, bro. To always hop on with this on here with me, bro, uh, every week, <laughs> man. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, man, shout out to Mama and Papa Sanders. I actually just got off the phone with them <laughs> not too long ago. Um, uh, shout out to them. Love y'all. Miss y'all. Y'all stay safe down there in Memphis. Um, man, yeah. Con- continue to protect yourselves. Continue to um, wear your mask out here. We are still in a pandemic. Let's not forget, um, you know, we, it's just, we, you know, just because things have changed on the, on the, on the outside of certain things in certain areas don't mean that all, everything is gone, man. We, we still out here dealing with what we got to deal with. Let's continue to, uh, fight this so that we can get back to some type of, uh, decency of a normal, oh man, protect black women. Cherish black women, love black women. No means no. No means no. You know what I'm saying? It's if Valentine's Day weekend coming up. I understand, you know what I'm saying? You might have your little, you know, your boot thing, your sneaky link, whichever, whichever, whichever side you on. You know, cause not everybody, you know, not all love stories are happy stories. So, but that's another subject for another day. <laughs> but man, you know, no means no. Uh, man, can continue to uh continue to man go out here and reach our goals, man. This is this is definitely the year of the grind, man. We have to sit back and take a step back last year, but you know now we 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 gotta attack. We gotta attack full steam, man. That's what you gotta do out here. Attack full steam, um, man. If you haven't, if you haven't already, um, follow all the socials, man, for sure for um each of uh for the podcast man um the instagram uh the instagram is uh at easy money sports podcast that's all one word uh the twitter podcast underscore ems man follow that you know like retweet was what's being tweeted um you know like what pictures or whatever we posting on the socials man come in give us feedback you know whatever y'all want to do with that um, like and subscribe to the podcast, man. Tell your mama them, tell your cousin them, tell your auntie them. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you stream your podcast from, you can just about find it. Find us on there, definitely on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. Um, man, like and subscribe. 
And um, just continue to stay tuned, man, and listen in and uh, appreciate your support. You know, we're just going to keep this thing going. This has been another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Peace.